This episode of the Golf Game Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is presented to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And we're also brought to you by Palais Play. Palais Play is a lead pipe locking for Palais player props. Go to palaisplay.io and use promo code SGP for 100% deposit bonus today. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the FedEx St. Jude Best Bet Show. A very special guest uh, with still, I think, the best handle on Twitter or X, whatever the fuck we call it nowadays, uh, John Hasselbauer, a.k.a. PJ Tout. John, what's up, buddy? Hello. I could listen to you pronounce parlay play all day. <laughs> it was so bad. As I was reading, I was like, oh, this, this ad reads so bad for me. <laughs> that must be that, that had to be intentional that they stuck that one with you. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. How'd you? So did you? So did you give a fuck at all about the Wyndham? I love the Wyndham. It's actually one of my favorite events of, with the history. Kevin Kisner winning. It's a that's, it's a type <laughs> of tournament yeah. where um, the same type of player tends to win every year. Is ball strikers who are accurate, hit fairways, yep. and are really good with their approaches in a specific range. Um, Lucas Glover feels like the first not great putter. To like ever win that that tournament is like yeah, go down fair. the list. It's yeah. like Poston and Kisner and even Jim Herman is only on the PGA Tour. Fucking Herman, he stole that. He stole that ticket from me. Yeah, what did you have, Billy Horschel? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, I was there. I was yep. right there with you when he was fumbling over the the water bottle in the in the clubhouse. Yep. <laughs> Yep, I was like, yeah, I was like, this guy just stole my money. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's a very, it's a very helpless, demoralizing feeling to have Jim Herman, yeah. who just looks like a high school gym teacher, just snatch it, snatch it away from you. He looks like a creepy chemistry teacher who like flirts with the girls. Yeah, that's who he looks like. He doesn't even look like a gym teacher. I can't believe he's still out and about here. Like I would have thought he'd hey, just man. retire after that one, right off into the sunset. But he's still, he's still trying. So bless yes. him. Um, so I, yeah. I, mean, I know you. I know you liked the tournament, but were you like emotionally invested at all last week? I wasn't because my outright car was not very good. But <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm as invested as uh, as as my bets go. But yeah. um, you know, it's it was better than the open and the 3M from like just a going down to the wire perspective, where it was just runaways yeah. with absolutely no Sunday drama. Yeah. At least we had a little bit of yeah. it last week. That's true. I just think I just got sick of the, the the constant JT attention. That's I think that's what that's what irritated me. Uh, and I was like, listen, I get it, but he also still sucks, and he's trying to play for seventieth to get into the FedEx Cup. Like it's not like he's some world beater who's trying to set some record. Like he's just trying to squeak into the playoffs. Like let's pump the brakes. Like ugh, I don't know. I the JT shit irritates me just because the JT stands. Like he's got to play. He doesn't have to play. And I'm like, listen. If he plays on the U.S. Ryder Cup team and Zach Johnson picks him, I will openly root for the fucking European. <laughs> oh, no, I'm kind of waiting to put my Ryder Cup bets in until I see what that team looks like and see if he's on the team or not. Because if JT's on the team over, let's say... Keegan, uh, our boy Keegan. Keegan sure. Yeah. Um, they're going to make the, the USA a very slight more of a favorite than if JT was not on the team just because the odds makers will be like, oh, Justin Thomas is here. But... I would bet against us if Justin Thomas was on the team because I just don't think he yeah. has it. Um, yeah. I don't think he's going to make the team. It was an interesting little subplot. And I said probably a month ago, two months ago, 
with you know with the Scottish, the Open, and these last two events in front of him. If you make the playoffs, you'll probably make the team. And if you can't make top 70 on the PGA Tour this entire season over guys like Matt Neesmith and Ben Griffin, Jesus then Christ. what are we doing here for putting you on the team? There are so many other options. Agreed. A hundred percent agree. And it, it, what's funny is, is like, I feel like this happens every Ryder Cup. Like, there's always somebody like the Kisner shit last time was a fucking was a joke. Like, come on, like everybody relax. You know, what I mean? like relax. He is the worst fit for this course. Like, stop. It was it was one brand in particular who was really pushing it. And it was really annoying. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it, it's just so crazy because, I mean, this team could look very, very different. And even if I'd want the U.S. to win, it really could be at a pretty severe disadvantage, especially where they're playing. We haven't won there since 93. Like these sneaky bum euros probably will play well there. And like, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be super interesting. It, what, what, so I saw plus 195 was the highest I saw still on team euro. And I think I'm seeing basically 145 minus 145 is everywhere in the US. At least what I saw around one time. Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty fair line. I don't really, I, I don't really bet anything at like minus 150. I don't really bet anything like more than even odds or less than even odds. Um, I, 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 went, <laughs> I went, I paid minus 240, minus 270, minus 300 all on the President's Cup. And I pushed in heavy. There, there's a, a pottery barn a sectional and tables <laughs> and all types of stuff. Uh, <laughs> got paid for by me eating the juice and basically leveraging myself everywhere I possibly could like leading up to that tournament. Like that was the easiest that I, I hit like Matt, I hit like matchup parlays on daily basis. Like it was, it was, it was possibly the best gambling weekend of my life. I'll be honest. <laughs> like it was fucking amazing. Yes. And I'm hoping we can do the same thing with the Ryder cup. That was, that was a little bit. Yeah. That's a different, I guess there's a different <laughs> threshold because once you're past like right. minus 200 minus 300, then it's like, okay, this is what is supposed yeah. to happen. I don't. I, we're in like a weird in between with these odds right now. We're like, I'm not jumping to bet USA minus 150, even if the USA was like minus 120. If they were minus 120, I, I'd put a bet on it, but I still wouldn't go crazy on it. I don't have as much confidence in this team as I do in the last team that we had no. taking a step back. A like wagon. Like DJ was was cooking last time. JT was doing fine. Uh, they the the I great see. players were just in better form than they are right now, and now it's just like. You know you have Scotty, and really after Scotty, it's like, would it shock me if Cantley laid an egg? Would it shock shock me if Xander laid an egg? No, like that, they could do that. So yes. we've got a lot of question marks. We've got a lot of very talented players who are not slam dunks to play well. It's such a weird year when you go through and you think about the guys who haven't won. It's very strange. Like Cantley didn't win. Xander didn't win. I guess Final won Mexico. Um, and I don't know, like this, I think we need to, uh, so moving forward, like it's all going to change now with like the false swing being different, but I, I don't even know how some of these guys have these fucking points because it was so long ago that I fucking forget. How is it the same season? You know what I mean? Like JJ spawn is in the top 70. What the hell did he do anything? Like, I can't remember anything. He's done <laughs> <laughs> fucking 10 months ago. I know it's JJ Spawn's a good example because he didn't even, he didn't even win this year. Like sometimes no. he, like a guy like Vincent Norman won one event and was like, yeah, whatever, like maybe a top yeah. 20 somewhere else. But you know he's in because he won an event and gets all the points that way. Right. JJ Spawn, it's like, how did you get here? You yeah. were literally oh, not a factor in any tournament I watched the entire season. It's maybe wild. Sony, he was like sort of in the mix. I guess, maybe. And that's a 30-person field. So what the hell does that count for? 
gave him 28th. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I mean, you look at some of these guys, it's insane. Like Ben Griffin, like what? What is happening? Like how are these guys? Like Neesmith is a great example. Like like when was Neesmith missed three of his last five cuts? I can't tell you the last time I've thought about Matthew Neesmith. Yeah, part of me is like maybe it's a broken system if Matthew Neesmith can have just a good three week stretch and be absolutely awful the entire rest of the season, but that's enough. And the other half of me is like, man, JT was awful this entire season for him to have not accumulated more points than Matthew Neesmith. Right, exactly. How crash so, he was the entire season. Exactly. And so I think that is I think that is the correct take. JT was so bad that. He couldn't overtake Matthew Neesmith having a good three-week stretch. Like that's how bad he was. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, JT just like never had a hot thing. stretch at all the entire no. season. So at can't all. really feel too bad for him. No, definitely not. So I, I don't know. So I think those those are my thoughts on the Ryder Cup. So wait, I want to talk to you about schedule before we jump into uh, this uh, the the FedEx St. Jude. But I got to talk to you guys about the Sports Gaming Podcast Patreon. You got to sign up to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. Besides season long contests, we also got weekly contests just for the Patreons, uh, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast, completely ad free and full of the behind the scenes stories from SGPN. There's even a Discord channel just for the patrons, and only you can prevent corporate gambling. So do your part and sign up today. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Like I said this last time too, the worst podcast ever created. I think will be released on the SGPN story. Uh, it was me and a former Bostonian who was part of the network screaming at each other for an hour and a half uh, uh, about Belichick. So and it, it was completely unlistenable. It was fucking insane. Um, <laughs> Sean and Ryan were just trying to stop us from screaming, and neither it was like three in the morning, like two thirty in the morning, because they live out on the West Coast, and we're like, you know, it was ten years ago. We were half in the bag at three in the morning on like a Tuesday night, just screaming at each other. <laughs> um what do you think the schedule man like there's one super egregious spot for me there's multiple but there's one that's just it just completely absolutely blows my mind i'm curious if it's the same one that you think like what is the worst thing about this schedule <laughs> um well let's see i i well i'll start with what i like Okay, and then I'll come back to what I don't like because Listen, this is a this is a negative take program, sir. But fine, we'll allow <laughs> your positivity. I said after the Mexico Open week was over on on my weekly video show that that event would yeah. make so much more sense after the West Coast swing if you just squeeze it yes. in between like Mexico to or in between like California to um, yeah. to Phoenix um, because where it was on the schedule last year, I believe, was like. Like after the Florida quail, like you were going like from Texas. No, you were going from Florida to Mexico back yeah. to back to Charlotte, right. and nobody yeah, went stupid. because they were like no. that makes logistically zero sense. Right. And and I think people were just like, oh, it's in Mexico, so it must be like kind of by Mayacoba, so we'll keep it on the west, <laughs> the east coast. And like, no, it's the literal, it's literally an extension of California. Um, so I'm glad they did that <laughs> because yeah, I actually really like that fine. tournament. It's like a resort course, yeah, but too. it's not a pure birdie fest and no. the wind makes it really tough. And it's actually a pretty easy event to handicap because anybody who bombs it just goes Cam straight Champ to the top. Almost won. Cam Champ almost won. Cam Champ almost won. Wyndham Clark will eventually win there at some point. He's finished no, like top call. 10 ball. That's time. a good call. Um, yeah. Rom like has dominated there too, but like yep. just because nobody else wants to go to that tournament. So I would right. like to see that 
get a better yeah, I can see that. That'd be all right. Um, all right what see. else do you like? I like I like that we have a new tournament in Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach seems like a great. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great uh, market like for golf. golf. Yeah. Everybody absolutely. loves going to Myrtle Beach for golf. Thousand- Myrtle Beach. Part of any Myrtle Beach listeners, I'm sorry. It's very, very trashy, right? Like, there's no question about it. It is the Spirit Airlines hub for a reason. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's White Trash Riviera, but it's super fun. Like, it's like I've taken the kids there, stayed on the beach. It's a good time. And, like, I know a ton of people who go there because there's so many good courses in the area and it's super easy to plan a golf trip there. So, yeah. And I've done a bachelor party there too. And it was a golf centric bachelor party and it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's an opposite field event. I think it's a too little bad, too bad. DJ can't play that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we we Get a crossover. Um, put the put the differences aside by then and, and resolve <laughs> something. And we do see DJ back. But yeah, he's like the pride of Myrtle Beach. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's running opposite an event that I I was like, why why does that get an opposite event? Um, or no. an event opposite of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on what it is. That might have been like the RBC Heritage has like an opposite field to it now. That's um, it. I, th- I feel like that. RBC, no, well, the Open got screwed. Yeah, the Open got screwed. Yeah, because they're they're in a weird spot. They're in between. Aren't they in between like the Open and? I feel like it was worse this year than it was this past year. <laughs> Hang on, let's pull it up. Oh RBC. wait, there's also the Olympics this year fall between the 3M Open and the Wyndham. That's oh, weird. God. <laughs> that's really weird at all um okay wait. i don't care about the olympics at all. tell me um tell me what you did not like about the schedules the fucking players being a no-cut event oh i didn't even realize that like no that's terrible it's the worst like what do you mean it's a no-cut event like that's what made it the what all the nerds want to talk about like the fifth major everybody knew he's not the fifth major but it was the best collection of talent before these of elevated events and the wonkiness of sawgrass and the ability to eject in a day and like unbelievable that they turned this into a no-cut event like that's unbelievable that's all i did not realize that that's awful because that's the type of big event that literally the hundredth that's all the drama field could win yeah, that's like, all the drama. Like, it, like now, like I don't know. Especially as somebody, I got go every year. Like it's my local tournament, and it's yeah. I'm, I was just super disappointed in that. Like, ugh, oh, that's horrible. So there's four signature events that that retain their cut, right? Yep. And that's Genesis. Yep. Tigers like, <laughs> fuck you. We're having a cut. API, <laughs> Pebble Beach. Yep. Yes, because they're kicking the amateurs off after the first two days. Okay, that's a good idea. That's a fucking great idea. That is an absolute that because Pebble Beach is such a cool course, but it was such an unwatchable golf event. Fucking watching these schlubs. Like, listen, I like Jason Bateman as much as the next guy, but I don't give a shit about his swing. You know what I mean? Like, I do not care. Not even in the slightest. (laughs) Like the Bill Murray shit was funny to me 15 years ago. Not so funny anymore. Like it's the same shtick over and over again. Yeah, I get it, Bill. You're, you're kind of quirky. Right? Yeah, I'm done with it. It's, yeah. it's, it's died. It's death. Like we can, yeah. we can move past it. I was watching yeah. the women's major there and it was, it was amazing because oh, so much better. Like, it's such an amazing, historic, iconic course. 
and it's still tough despite not being long really at all. Um, but the, yeah, the, the cliffs, the water, the wind, it's all in play. It makes it so tough. So I, yep. I hope we do get all the best players in the world there because that, that actually has recently gone against like the Saudi international oh, that, the, and the that Saudi been, tournament that has crushed trash it the last two or three years. Absolute yeah. trash. Okay, what, Hoagie won two years ago for Christ. Nobody was playing. Like, like no, like come on, get out of here. <laughs> so what's the fourth? What's the fourth one? So is it uh, API? Is is the Heritage no cut? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm looking through this now. Yeah, I'm trying to look through it. Like it, I, I, I can see out. all of the signature events. <laughs> Me too, but I can't figure out which ones has a cut. Which ones doesn't? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Fucking who cares? But either way, so I don't know. I'm curious to see how this false swing thing is going to go. Um, as far as like who's going to play, who's not going to play, like apparently guys who still qualify can play, but they won't accumulate FedEx points. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still kind of confused on the whole fucking thing. Like I'm not quite sure what the so like if the guys already so do they start fresh after the fall swing and how do they like calculate last year's versus the fall swing? Because if you're not letting the better guys accumulate points in the fall swing. Then like so, I'm gonna have like you know JJ Spawn be the points leader at the beginning of the new season because he played the fall swing. You know what I mean, like or something like that. I don't know how it's working. Like I have no idea. My understand, obviously details are not out yet, right. and they won't be for a little bit. So there will be fall so events. Like this. Oh, let's change that. <laughs> nope, let's change that. Yeah, exactly. Let's just not listen to what any anybody who actually knows what they're doing is giving us feedback, and we'll just make up. Yeah. We'll make up a, a blind exactly. solution. Make it up as we go along. But um, what did you what did you say, uh, Prince? What do you need? Okay, we'll do it this way. Yes, Prince. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but it seems like it's kind of like this jockeying for position, like purgatory part in the schedule, where the schedule going forward like. is actually a calendar year schedule, which is cool. Like nice. when we say it's the 2024 whatever event, it's actually, it's actually falling in 2024. <laughs> right. That's good. Like from a content perspective, that always confused me. I didn't never knew what. Me too. Right. <laughs> so now we just know if it's January, it's a 2024 event. If it's fall, we're gonna have like a weird, awkward situation in, in October, November. I can't wait to see what the sports books do with the fucking fall swings. Like, who's gonna like? They can't. They can't. They can't shove fucking less than ten to one down our throats on these tournaments. No, let's do. I I don't know how many people they could put in these fields either. Because if you're in the top seventy, if you're in the playoffs, then you're qualified for you know a bunch of the events. And if you get to East right. Lake, you're qualified for all the signature ones. So they're playing for basically if it's a field of one fifty. They're playing to be the next 70 and they're trying right. to be like the top seven or the top 50 or something. Top 50 yeah. players from the fall swing will, will move on. Um, so that's what's at stake. And I guess obviously like there's purse at stake, but the FedEx yeah. point, this will prevent a Matthew Neesmith situation from happening next year when somebody a full year out who hasn't played well at all in the last eight months can't bank on how well yeah. they played against nobody's um, to get a right, playoffs. Exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be. I, I, I'm. I'm looking forward to the chaos because anything to change it up a little bit is fine and fun. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Maybe we'll get some new, new, new guys who we have no idea, and we'll waste a shit ton of money on some new guy that will never fucking win. You know, like you know, some some of these new favorite toys that we get. It's like he hits the ball so good, he just can't putt. He'll get it one week, and they just they never get it. 
You can't wait to waste more money on guys I've never heard of. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's like bet the John Deere for two months in a row. Like don't, that the John Deere, I think, had maybe one top seventy guy in it. So that's basically I, what we're working with here. And I didn't I'm do okay with that. I didn't do the deer. I needed because we, well, yes, we talked. We talked about this offline. Like you're so golf tired by this point, you know. And it's like, all right. So I didn't do the deer, and then I don't know. My schedule didn't match up with Matt's, and Steve was on vacation. I was like, you know what? Nobody gives a fuck about the three M either. I'm not doing the three M either. I'm just taking a fucking nothing. <laughs> I'm good. I'm taking a break. Nobody, you know? nobody so, will blame you. No, and uh, yeah, but I think putting the new spin on it and uh, getting some new characters in here, uh, and it looks like there's some decent courses on the fall swing anyway. So uh, you know, whatever, we'll see. We'll see where it's at. Um, all right. Well, listen. Before we uh, break down the actual betting board, uh, here comes uh, John's favorite ad read of mine. We're brought to you by Palais Play. Palais Play is a great way to get down on your favorite Palais player props. Football season is right around the corner, and Palais Play will have you all your favorite props. Palais Play is in a ton of states, including including California and Texas, plus our good friends up north. Palais Play is available in a bunch of provinces in Canada. And when you sign up with our code, you'll get a sweet bonus to get started. Head over to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's parlayplay.io promo code SGP. So you can play. You can you can lay some bets up in uh, Montreal when you're up there on the on the Palais Play. Oh, that's good to know. I actually we're going to a Canadian football league game and we're trying to Are just, you really? We're trying we know nothing about the league. We don't know players, but we're trying no, to kind of like squad ride on a few uh, same game parlays. Yeah. Just put, yeah, fuck put, yeah. put a whole bunch of props together and hope we yeah. strike gold. Reach out to I'm sure Jeff knows shit about fucking uh Canadian football, right? You would Yeah. Any any CFL touts out there, if you're listening, please. Yeah. Please give me a prop to ride because we Just will type in, type in CFL town and see what comes out. It'll match yours and see, right see what it comes in. <laughs> see, see if there's anybody out there that's CFL town. <laughs> oh, there's a hashtag CFL tout from I, Rob Pizzola. I know Rob Pizzola. Yeah. He's on the Mayo. He's one of the Mayo guys. Yeah. Yeah. He said this about, um, okay, I'm going to follow this guy. He's a host on TSN. This Wait, has isn't been productive. Pizzola, isn't Pizzola on the fucking? Isn't he the one that goes on Bam? Yeah, yeah. He was commenting on somebody. Else. He was calling somebody else's CFL tout. So now I've found who I need to tell. I'll, I'll DM this guy yeah. and get him <laughs> sure to to do the parlay. Like like he'll be like one ninety nine one ninety nine package, bro. I got you covered, <laughs> guaranteed. Hundred and eight. I'm ninety two and two over my last ninety four plays. Yeah, sure you are. There you are. All green checks. <laughs> By the way, Twitter has become something. It was already bad, and now it's even fucking worse, which is crazy. I'm like, what's Twitter? What's happening? Like, a, yeah, well, what is whatever you call it. But, yeah, exactly. Never heard like, of Where did all these gambling bots come from? Anytime you type anything, it's like <laughs> it's just something that posts underneath you. Like, uh, I'm I'm 29 and one over my last 30 plays. Follow. I'm like, what? Is, like, who clicks on these things? That's what I want to know. I know. Somebody's clicking on them. everyone except me is undefeated in golf betting this year. According yeah, to according to my mentions, super fun, super fun. <laughs> All right, speaking of golf, Ben, uh, we got a short field this week. We're very familiar with the course. Um, I don't know. It's uh, we haven't got burned by the top of the board lately, but I'm still going to avoid it. Are you? Do you like anybody up top? Anybody under twenty to one? I don't think it's worth paying up for here. There's so much water. There's so many like and wind. The combination of water and wind is like exactly what makes Sawgrass such a volatile event that's not a place where i jump on the favorites obviously scotty did win as a favorite 
Um, that's always like that could happen anywhere. Um, but I don't think this is the type of event. It's not like a, an O'Kill situation where a specific skill set is going to give you a distinct advantage over the field. This is a short course um, where one bad swing and you could easily make double. Um, yep. You could hit good swings on and catch a, a downwind on some really firm and fast greens, trickle into the tough lie. Uh, with some tricky like Bermuda around this around this green, so I think this is a place where like good shots can go unrewarded, which is a good recipe. For oh, long. Don't don't bet Terrell Hatton then. I hope Terrell Hatton's not on your card. He hates fucking unfair golf courses. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain guys who I've just I I have ridden for so long that I'm not going to let this be the tournament that. Oh. I Oh, all right. Okay. Listen, I get that. I 100% get that. There's plenty of guys that I throw good money after bad on. No, no question. Like all, all types of guys. I, so, I mean, I guess of the top three, if you were going to like single bullet, bullet or just bet one of the top guys and then, I don't know, pepper somebody on long shot, 60 to one or later, who are the top three do you think would will take, has the best shot? Uh, I actually like Rory. Um, okay. He, Why? He's the only one who lives in Florida. Okay. So, you know, it's Bermuda. All right. And the Bermuda guy, like the Florida, this is, this is a Florida course. I mean, we're in that. Oh, everything about this course is, Ooh, is Florida, Florida golf. Oh yeah. Um, when I watch it, when I watched it on TV the first time, I was like, wait, is this tournament in Florida? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything about it just looks and feels like a Florida course. The guys who have played well here historically, like JT, DJ Berger, they're all like yeah. Florida lifers. Does Berger won here like twice? Yeah, and Brooks as well. Brooks is one here. He's a Florida, Florida native. So there's something yeah. about those like Florida ties. Knowing Bermuda, uh, Bermuda man, Bermuda's a fucking nightmare. I can't I stand it. Bermuda. I am a yeah, nightmare. Me, bro, I play it. That's all I play. <laughs> fucking nightmare. I have only playing it when I'm like on trips and stuff, and I'm oh. supposed to be having a good time, and I'm miserable. Especially no, Bermuda I, rough. Bermuda rough just, gives me nightmares. Oh, it, dude, it's the fucking worst. Like I literally have my, my I the confidence I have in my chipping around the green is uh, the most negative number you could imagine. Like negative bazillion. Like forget about it. Like I, like I have no confidence. I'm like shaking over. Like, like I'm like three feet from the green. I'm like I'm gonna fucking skull it. I'm gonna hit it wrong. I can't tell which way the green's going. Yeah. No, that's that's the hardest thing. The grain makes no sense. I don't know any like even if I knew exactly what grain was doing, I'm an awful chipper, so I had to sign an excuse for me. But <laughs> but th there's something about the Florida guys who do well in Bermuda that that seems to be a constant at this course. Yeah. So I like Rory for that reason. He has really good history here besides Harris yeah. English, who won here oh, in like God, 2013. He has the most know. like total strokes gained at this course. Rory is second. So from a course right. history standpoint, Fine. you know, his ball striking has been good. He puts well in Bermuda. I would go him slightly over, over Ram and Scheffler this week. I guess on Twitter, he's got a new putter in the bag. I did see that. Yeah. He's been, he's been experimenting. I would be too. I was putting like him. Scheffler <laughs> uh, needs I, to, to. I hit. broke my fuck. You know, I broke my, so I, my first round since the hot attack, I went out and super hot already fucking miserable right and just like couldn't putt the greens were punched they looked like shit and i haven't lost my temper on a golf course and I, I when i say years i mean legit years like two or three years and i was mad at the fucking greens i was mad at how i was playing so i took my scotty cameron and smashed it into Ooh. my bag and it fucking fucking split in half Fuck, now i gotta go fix this stupid fucking thing yeah not happy, not happy. 
That's what that's what Bermuda chipping and potting will do to you. God, that's what it'll do to you. I've I've done that to other clubs, not a putter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I should. That's my first putter. That's my first putter. I've done. I feel like seven iron is probably the most one that I've broken. I probably feel like I've reshafted a seven iron at least ten to twelve times in my life, and my driver at least twice. Yeah, I've gone through three five irons. So that that must be a club that's not not doing what I wanted to do. <laughs> so it's the seven iron for me because that's the club that's like supposed to be like Mr. Reliable, nice and easy, one one sixty, no problem. And then you chunk it or, or you do it multiple times in a round, and then that's the end of that seven iron. I'm gonna get you reshafted. Yep. It's so hard to replace individual clubs. Not to get into a tangent, but it they make yeah, yeah. it so difficult. If you don't have like this year's version, oh, it is it. impossible to find. Yeah. A club really in your is. set. So then you're just working with like a random, some other set. I've yep. got a five iron that goes the exact same distance as my six iron now. And I'm like, why do I even have this club? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Dude. So, uh, one of the times I broke my driver and they sent me the shaft, right. And I put it in and I'm like, this seems short. And I like, and I pick it up and I put it next to my three wood. It's the same exact fucking length as my goddamn three wood, just with a fatter head. I'm like, oh, so, all right, well, you didn't send me the correct one. So we're going to have to go buy a new fucking driver. And that's like my like driver off the deck one until I broke that one a couple of years back. So, <laughs> the, uh, but anyway, all right. So that was, a, that was a nice little tangent. But yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it with Rory. I just hate Rory. So I can never, there you I go. pick him when I think he's going to win. And, I can't get that. Like you said, like like anybody, like a lot of people can win this because of all the variable factors of it. So for me to eat the chalk at the top of the board, and look, I'm always scared of it. Uh, but because of hat, especially who, what was the last time the top of the board stole all our money? Who was it? Rory in Scotland. Yeah, Rory that's right. Yeah. That wasn't and even he, that, far, that wasn't even that wasn't, that, wasn't yeah. that far back. No, <laughs> no, it's actually having a lot this year. Yeah, um, yeah. There's Rom, like sub ten to one guys. That's fucking miserable. It's, it's just yeah, bad. <laughs> and then and then all the and then all the narrative plays it too, which I'm too stubborn to get on. Like uh, Ricky uh, at Rocket. Uh, who's the other super obvious one? And I was like, there's no way that narrative is going to come through. Uh, uh, there's so fucking man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, all right, so so you don't have any bet on anybody underneath twenty to one here. No, no, I I just don't what think. Were you were you tempted by anybody? Uh, no, I wouldn't say I was. I mean, I looked at I looked at Cantlay like the the model I ran. He was number one in, but it's very easy for me to talk myself off of Cantlay. <laughs> so like Florida is not really his thing. He didn't have like no, his best result yet at. It was the players or definitely yeah. API. He played well, um, but in general, like this is not really his his type he, of event. He avoids he avoids Florida. Yes, yes, he does. Um, just like Brooks, just like Brooks used to avoid California back in the day. Yeah, well, yeah, like he probably Cantley probably feels the way about Bermuda that you do. And it's just like if I don't have to play it, I don't want to do it because that's exactly. how he designs his his season. <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> um so yeah, like I thought about him, I thought about Xander. I don't feel compelled to play Xander for the same reason. Um I almost played What Vic. a weird what a weird blast season. What a weird blast season he had. Both of them. It's just just identical seasons, Cantlay and Xander. It's just blah. Just like nothing. Just like never in contention, never they don't seem like Xander just seems like dead inside. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> Yeah, he was. I remember he was injured to start the year. Had that weird back thing happening at yep. Century. I bet him at Century. 
he was like, yeah, I'll be fine. And then he literally withdrew like five holes into it. Like, why <laughs> did you even go to Hawaii? What are you doing there? You got the free um, trip. This is what he did. He got the free trip. He's got a nice resort. He's good. I've, even even rich people achieve, John. <laughs> I don't think I bet him after that because I just held a grudge. I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is the first. We just had like a whole one month layoff. I am I'm finally betting golf again. And it's a short field. I can only bet like two guys and one of them Xander. And he withdrew immediately. I'm like, you ruined you ruined my kickoff to the season. So then I just didn't bet him the rest of the year. <laughs> so that's how I was with Cantley. I swore Cantley off this year. Uh, I haven't bet him once. Uh, I did bet Xander, I think twice, and then I swore him off after I don't know sometime in the beginning of the year. I was like, nope, that's it. I've stuck <laughs> to my guns, and it's worked out fine. Yeah, um, profitable strategy to not bet either of these guys this so year. I thought about Vic at fucking twenty two. And I was like, or 20 as well for people who listen. <laughs> His course history is not great. No. It's not great. And actually, think, most people in this field have bad course history here. All the guys with good course history are on lift. It's no, that's not, that's not true. Answer, DJ, Brooks. Okay. All right. So JT we, we talk about and Berger guys. just aren't here. Just aren't here. That's fair. Those are ev- so, that's all the people who've won in the last eight years. Okay, who and Zaltor is also not here. Fine, 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 fine. Win, <laughs> yes, but good course history doesn't have to include a win. You're gonna be like decent at it. Yeah, I, yeah but I mean? even like, still, performed well. It's kind of it's, it's kind of slim pick. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it is. It is. And, and, and one of the guys on my cat, the longest one, he's just for the brand, and he has a terrible course history. Yeah. Um, so what's the shortest number you got then? Who, who, who's the first guy in your cat? My first guy's Hatton. At uh, at twenty five, uh, <laughs> he and I I know what I'm getting into because every time every event this entire season Hatton has had three great rounds and one awful one Bad and the round. awful one yep. comes when he's on Saturday through yep, the weekend Saturday, in the mix yep. pars the first like twelve holes then makes a bogey and then throws his clubs and is out for the rest of the tournament and then Sunday correct. comes he's like ten correct. strokes off the lead. And he birdies like six straight coming home. Shoots a 60. And he finishes T3. Yeah. Like, yep, it's insane. And, and that's enough for me to be like, fuck this guy, I'm never doing it again. And then a few weeks pass and I'm like, yeah. that's actually a pretty good number. That's a good number. He's <laughs> due. All the numbers look good. He's due. Yeah. All these European guys too, they crush in, in the Florida, in Florida style courses. A yeah. lot of them just like have yeah. residencies over there. They want to stay where it's warm. They know Bermuda through that. Um, all the English guys, Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick, uh, Westwood. When he what was did you get? What did you get Hatton at? Twenty five. He's like twenty five on like every. Is that still too. available? Yeah, still. Yeah, he's like twenty five across so, the board. Because Hatton's Hatton's my guy. Like I've like I lose money on him constantly. Fellow club players, tosser. Fellow club tosser. Exactly. Anybody. So I. He, this is the problem. I like guys who aren't like your typical country club robots. You know what I mean? Like they grew up playing with. You know, they're all the same stock swing, same answer, same bullshit. Like, I want a guy who has fire, who I feel like will fight for my money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like who's going to fight for my money? Who's yeah. going to do it? Who's who, who actually cares as much as I do? Like, I don't want Cantlay. Looks like he doesn't give a shit about, the, you know, other than the fact that there might be a body warming up in the basement too much. <laughs> like, the freezer temperature wasn't correct. Um, yeah, I, uh, I love I love Hatton. His fire gets me, but what scares me about him is anytime I hear that like a course is unfair or it doesn't fit his eye, it makes me so scared just because I've heard that after I've bet it and then he immediately ejects. And it's such a nightmare. But 
He hated Augusta, made the cut there this year. Um, insanely good form. And I got room. I got room for a Hatton at 25. So maybe I can add him. Yeah. I, I think Sawgrass is one of the top comps. Just yeah, it makes a lot of wind, a lot of water. It's positional. It doesn't have to be long. Um, that was his best finish this year. So um, oh, what a shot on 18, bro. Yeah. You remember the shot he put hit on 18? Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of knew it was out of the, out of the woods. Fucking. Oh, it's amazing. It's a shame. It was like Scheffler made it not even close because that would have been an awesome moment. Even if it like forced a playoff yeah, or something yeah. or just forced Scheffler to like have to par the last hole. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, that was his obviously runner up. That was his best finish this year. Seems due for a win. He can play well in Florida. He always plays well in Florida. One of the API. Yeah. So it makes sense. And he'll probably do some stupid ejection and finish top five. And I'll regret it. I'll join you on it. I already have, I I have him at a top 10 and top 20. So might as well just fucking go all in and fucking bet the go, go, go full head. I'm looking at his results. He has one finish outside the top 20 in the last like five months. So seems why don't do that. It's only 70 people this week. Like top 20s are a pretty yeah. safe bet. I'm just saying. I'm knocking on wood, but I'm knocking on wood and crossing my oh, fingers. But God. like, oh, Jesus. you know how superstitious I am, man. Don't do that to me. You're going to give me a fucking stroke. The, uh, <laughs> that's why I can't go in Artino's Discord. Everybody's mushing everybody else's bets. I'm like, I can't even read it. I can't read it. <laughs> I can't read it. I'm just tilted all fucking day. Um, all right. So he's your shortest guy. Uh, you got anybody in the 30 to 50 range? Um, so I, yeah, I started with, um, Hatton and Morikawa, basically the okay. same odds. Morikawa at so like 27. Morikawa is like, if you close your eyes and picture who should win here, it's Morikawa. Yes. Positional, short, irons. Um, actually reminds me. First, it, first round leader at TPC. Sawgrass. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I bet him every year at Sawgrass. Because um, he should win the players. <laughs> yep. He should win there. Um, it will come eventually. Um, but doesn't doesn't Morikawa just feel like the 2023 version of Zalatoris? Where like he just ball striking, yes. really great. Didn't win all season, but is like too good to not have a win. I feel You're like concerned about like the putter. I feel like it's a little different. You know, Morikawa has won two majors and Zalatoris not hasn't the, won anything yet. <laughs> I'm just talking about this season. <laughs> Because Morikawa is like one way- of the best players who hasn't won, and you and if you're not betting yeah, it on yeah. him, you're like, can this guy actually win? Because he gagged the century, oh, and he God. gagged like the century was the century was so painful. It like, like almost erases some of his wins because you're like, wait a second, this guy's not a closer at all, <laughs> right? Which so, is, dude, I, and because it was so bad too, it was bad. Like it was really bad. I didn't have money on him, so I was laughing. Um, but I knew people who had money on, him, so I laughed to myself. <laughs> Um, but I was dying laughing. Like I was like, "Oh my god, this, is he really gonna blow this?" I mean, it's not Henley esque, but it was pretty fucking bad. I was having a, a conversation with Brian uh, when we were in Rochester about. Uh, oh, that's right. You just played okay. Yeah, we were talking. Right, we'll talk about that after we go through the betting board. I got. <laughs> I, I gotta ask. I gotta ask some questions for sure. Right. Uh, we were talking about what is the collapse of the year, and I, I argued for Danny Willett, and he said oh, Colin. Um. Because it's a collapse in different ways. Danny Willett needed Fine. to three putt from three putt ten feet. Yeah, I know ten feet to <laughs> to to get to a playoff and two putt from there to win, and he yeah. didn't do that. <laughs> so it was bad. That was all. That was like okay, this guy just just like get home here, and he couldn't do yeah. it. 
Collins was like a slow bleed, but he oh. also got gunned down by the best player in the world. So I give him that's a also bit, true. That's I give fair. Him a little bit of a break for that, but he, I mean, he he shit himself. They were yeah. both bad for for different reasons, and it's funny that They're they happened bad. within like the very Multiple beginning time. of the season, and then there was yeah. nothing else like it. That's um, why. Well, Hanley just did it this past weekend. I wouldn't call that a collapse. He did bogey his it's last Henley. three. You have to. You have to call it a collapse. It's the second time he's blown a five-shot lead. Did you did Honestly, you watch did you watch the end of it? No, I fucking uh, I went back and watched. So on like I didn't watch sixteen is a par three at the center of the green, and it spun back like legitimately like sixty feet, rolled off the green, and then rolled into a massive divot where he had to just hack out to the off the green basically so he had he hit the center of the green and he made bogey and then the next hole he did like block it into the trees he had a good recovery shot but it it landed in an embedded lie that he got a rules he he got a ruling to an embedded lie he like bounced into somebody else's embedded lie so he couldn't get relief out of it and then he had to hack it so he he made another bogey and then the last hole is just hard and, and yeah, the last he just hard. bogeyed it. So he bogeyed the last three, but two of them were not entirely his fault. Um, so fun. But, no, that, so he, he is the aura of a loser. That's Henley. Like that's this. Like that's why you don't bet guys like that. It's not you sort good. of just attract the yeah. bad luck when you have that reputation. Correct. Yeah. So it's you, four you, straight you, years of top tens at the at the Wyndham for Henley, and he yeah. should have probably. He's like, won a, all he's of like them. the. There's a reason mush is real, right? Like you just know, like. You know when someone's a mush and you hear him talking, you're like, fucking Christ, might as well just throw that shit out because it just is what it is. There's no explanation <laughs> for it, but that's what it is. Like, a mush is a mush. That's it. I don't mind Morikawa, though. I, I, like, yeah, you're right. Morikawa should definitely have at least one win. I mean, who knows what would happen if he didn't withdraw with the back spasms? You know, what are you, two shots off the lead, three shots off the lead? Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, Zalatoris had back spasm issues before his win and with him it was like i understand that he's played this course well but is he really going to hit enough putts to win a tournament and that's exactly how i feel about Colin Morikawa. so exactly if if salatoris can win with his putter then why not Morikawa? all right fuck it i'll think about Morikawa. so you get the same number at 25 is he still 25 uh you probably find 27 Ooh, that's what i got i bet it pretty late okay maybe not 25 might be the best yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter at this point. I, but listen, I got I, 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 my first guy is 35. And it's Sam Burns. Okay, I'm with you on him. Oh, you like Burns? Yeah. Bermuda Burns. Look, dude, he struck the ball really well last week. He's been playing well. You talk about how difficult Bermuda is. Like, I've been waiting to play him for my one and done, literally for this spot. I'm, I'm like, or my short one and done, my big one and done. I probably got no, no shot at the money, but I'm within three mil of the lead. And they all have nobody good left. And I saved Burns for this week and Cam Young for next week. Those are the two that I've That's saved because I know I needed some sort of stud. I was like, all right, listen, big purses at the end. These guys aren't thinking. I was like, Burns here. I mean, he came in second last year. Talk about somebody who just go nuclear with a putter. Um, his approach play looked really, really good. He's, 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 he's always a kind of a question off the tee a little bit, but not really. Like, I feel like he's gotten that more under control over the last couple of weeks. And that number... I felt like was so good. Like it was yeah. like, oh, what? boom. Like I didn't even think about it. Like, okay, I'm betting that. And then I'll go back and I'll, I'll, I'll talk myself into it after I bet that number. 
Does that make sense? Like, oh, that's that's wrong. I'm betting that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally with you. Everything you just said. Um, do you remember the playoff? He lost the answer in uh, uh-huh. with, with with Hideki. The nineteen? The nineteen? Uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Uh, he could have won that. Too. He had oh two God, putts, I, I think, in regulation in the first round of the playoff that just hit the yeah. the lip. Um, so he could yeah. easily have been a champ here. He finished. He lost in the playoff, and then he came back last year. I think he was top twenty. Um, he's one of those guys where like he doesn't even need to have it ball striking because he can gain like eight strokes putting, and he'll just he'll just do that, and it's not that surprising if he does. I personally have him last man on the team for the Ryder Cup. I think most people okay. have him out, um, and either like Cam okay. Young or Keegan in. But I think he's wait, so, in. So, so so wait wait between Burns and Keegan, you're taking Burns? Yes. Oh. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know your feelings on it. Um, and Listen, I, I like Keegan. I, I love Burns too because, uh, uh, I, like, he carried Scotty around in the President's Cup. So yeah, I'm fine. Listen, I'm fine with it. I don't want to see Fino. I don't want to see JT. I don't want to see Cam Young. Any of those guys over Keegan. Keegan fucking deserves it. I I think he if he finishes top ten this week, he's probably on the team. Yeah, I think so too. But so one of those fringe guys is going to have a good week, and I think Burns is Burns, in yeah. the best position of the fringe guys to have a really good week this week. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, but think I, I liked Cam Young too, um, just because bad putters can win here. But I just feel like it, it, it's, it doesn't play to his strengths. Like so, yeah. I think, next, I, think, I think next week's a little better at Olympia. Totally agree. I I love him next week. I think you could just play Young on all the Zalatoris courses. Like, seems yeah. like Young's playing pretty well in most of the majors. Yeah, even at, even at Augusta, he played well. Like, yeah, if Zalatoris can win here, I don't see any reason why Cam Young can't. Yeah, me either. All right, okay, all right. Sorry, so Burns is my first guy. Who else? Do you have anybody in the thirty other than Burns in the uh, around this range? Um, no, I basically went Hatton, Morikawa, Burns, and then I went a bunch of long shots, like ninety plus. Okay, so I got <laughs> so I got a bad number on this guy. Um, but I took him anyway. Uh, I got Straka at sixty to one. I know he missed the cut last week, but dude, he's been in really fucking good form. He lost in a playoff to Zalatoris here. Yep. Uh, and here's the problem: I'm sure he's super chalky on people's betting cards because of the number. But I mean, really, I mean, what, he has two top fives in his last three. I'm trying to fucking yeah. Um, and his form is so good here, and he he got. He got unlucky in that in that playoff that he lost. Like it was it was crazy. Like he yeah. he got really unlucky, and I don't know. Straka just for whatever reason just can find himself in contention in these places. And listen, I'm fine with that at this number. And then I took uh, the on brand Keegs at fucking eighty to one because why not? Like I like him better at long iron courses, but he's long and straight. Um, I if uh, what's his name? Who's the guy who? Who's the, who's the big mush for uh, action? Uh, Sobel. <laughs> Sobel talked to Keegan uh, right before his round at TPC. So I'm going to chalk that up to why he didn't win TPC because I was so confident Keegan was going to fucking win TPC <laughs> this year. So I'm just going to drag this over to TPC Southwood. When I say TPC, everybody, I mean Sawgrass because I live here. So that, <laughs> like, in, my, in my brain, that's the only TPC. Um, yeah. But yeah, TPC Southwind, I'm going to take it from Sawgrass to Southwind and it's it's a waterlogged course. What was the other course that he lo- uh, lost the? Um, he put in the water on sixteen. Um, Valspar. 
Yeah, Valspar. Yep, that was fun. Remember that ticket lighting on fire? Super fun. Um, <laughs> but so. it, it, ever since he transplanted to Florida, he's actually been fantastic on the Florida swing. And he's really yeah. good. Like he's an automatic putter all of a sudden. Oh, it was that stupid aim point. It takes forever, but it helps him. I, did I tell you about the time I mushed him in person? No. It was at Sawgrass. And this was, ah, shit, this must have been I don't know, 17, 16, something like that. I don't know. This was a long time ago. And uh, he's walking to 18. And uh, me and the wife were hanging out by, uh, we were in the benefactor set on 17. So I came out to watch him hit, followed him to the green, and he's going to 18. I'm following him in the tunnel. I'm like, bring home another title for Boston. Egan, and he immediately put it into the water on 18. And I was yeah, like, oh, you, God, can't, go. you can't get back, in I'm his head. The tent. Yeah. He's already <laughs> in his head. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got to give him space. Yeah. Um, right, so who, so who, who are your long shots? Um, I got Corey Connors at 75 to 1. Um, Gross. This feels like you don't have to hit all Gross. the putts to win here. How about any of the putts? He may miss all of the putts, but he doesn't <laughs> right. have to hit all of the putts either. That's fair. Okay. Um, all right. Just like, you know, a course where it's like, hey, just don't hit it in the water and you've got a shot. Like, I trust Corey Connors to not hit it in the water. Anything else, I don't yeah. really trust him, but he's had a good season. Yeah. He's here without yeah, a win. Fair um, I actually, I shouldn't say this because I'll say this because it actually means that Keegan definitely wins. I, I was 50 50 between. Connors and Keegan and I went back and forth on it all week and I and I went with Connors. So and you pick Connors? So there you go. That I was either not say that, but now that I have said it, it's good for you. Keegan is on my yeah. season long fantasy team, so I'll I'll reverse I know, you the stole mush. From it, you I'll break. reverse the mush for myself. Yeah. That way, if he wins, I was so I was so okay. mad at you that night. I was so <laughs> mad at you. You took Keegan that night. I was so fucking mad. I I'm a Keegan supporter. I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I'm yeah. trying to be objective here. Um, but I'm I always like when it comes to Keegan. Yeah. I always like Keegan when we get to like the Florida area and the yeah. New England area, everything on the East Coast. Yeah. yeah guess you, you know what I didn't bet him at fucking travelers. Like, He's not one of the elevated events. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Fair <laughs> fair to assume that. And it, will he win a playoff event? Probably not. But maybe this yeah, is a new exactly. Keegan. There we go. Um yeah, exactly. I got Justin Rose yeah. at ninety. Uh, oh. I think there's Jesus. I know it's actually it doesn't feel good. I'm not like excited no. about it. Um, but there's a lot of Pebble Beach overlap here with Burgers one, uh, DJ's one, Chess Reevy randomly is like top ten strokes gain in, in both of those okay. courses. Um, you're reaching, but fine. Yeah, no, I probably <laughs> uh, you like Andrew Putnam has like good results in both, but they're both like short positional, super windy types of courses. But Rose Rose legit does not look good lately. He's had three miscuts in a row. And right, which is not looking good lately. But they're miscuts at the US Open, the British the British Open, and the Scottish Open. So two of those are majors. You know, you don't have to be playing you you could play well and miss a cut at a major. Um before that it was like all top tens. So. And he's ninety to one. He's ninety to one in a seventy person field. Yeah, he's I'm, not, I'm not gonna break your balls. Um, yeah. And then my last two are over two hundred to one, but I've got Shank and Nick Taylor just because they're two hundred to one in a seventy man field. Neither one of them are winning. No, neither one of them. They're pro- well, but here's the thing. You know what Sepp Straka's odds were last year? It was like one, it was like 160, 150, something like that, right? He was in the same range. He was like a yeah. bottom 10. Did he, did he win? 
I mean, did everything but win. And listen, <laughs> All right, then. listen, <laughs> if we're in a playoff and it's Adam yeah, and the, Shank the fuck versus <laughs> versus Scotty Scheffler, I'm I'm just gonna hedge it. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, except the books, the books aren't gonna let you. The books are gonna be like, no, 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 sir. No, no. There's no there's no cash out available here. We all know how this ends. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm just looking back. So Straka before his playoff loss last year had he seven consecutive like missed cuts. Seven consecutive oh, missed right. cuts. I remember that. Oh, that's and right. he lost how bad thirteen he strokes total at the Wyndham in two rounds the week before. He was lost. And then he got to a playoff. That's why I'm saying this event, anything can happen. Any of these 70 guys are good. I can't get behind. I can't get behind Shank because that's a guy (laughs) I used to play in DFS all the time in the 6K range because he used to make all the cuts but never did anything. Like he was just like a safe 6K guy. And then all of a sudden, like the last two years, I mean, this was like three years ago, four years ago. but I might be able to get behind Taylor at 200 to one. Yeah, I got him at 250. It might still be there. Um, Taylor was 12th in the FedEx Cup standings this year. He finished ahead of Cantlay and Xander. That's because they both stunk this year. (laughs) (laughs) That's like... Wait, he finished in front of Hatton? He did. Hatton had had a great year. Yeah. He like he won an elevated event and then he finished second at Phoenix, which is also an elevated event. So you got a ton of points. Oh, I forgot that. he finished second. See, I see that's why I forgot he finished in second. And he was toe to toe with Scotty. Like he, I know he trot. He really he didn't. Uh, we knew we knew we knew it wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> no, but I thought he would eject, and he just like didn't. Yeah, he hung, hung around. You're right. You're right. So he's a player. He's a guy. I don't. I haven't actually looked at props yet. Top twenties are a really tough market. In a field of seventy, because there's just yeah. But if you're not getting dead heated, like I so I found plus money with English and Grio that I laid down. Um, Shop your own lines, like whatever. I have locals, like who knows? But I don't get no, I I get no chops. Um, But Grio was a decent price. English was a decent price, and I even found Burns at plus money at top twenty, which I thought was was like a real strong bet. Sure, Um, yeah. Yeah, actually, MGM's got some pretty good odds here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to dig into some of these 200 plus guys. I forgot about the Straka being that bad walking in. Yeah, no, because I, I was still so mad at Straka because I had I had Lowry, I had Lowry with Straka fucking beat him uh, in Florida. I was so fucking mad. <laughs> oh yeah, like, that's uh, brutal, uh, dude. I, I had so many shitty losses last year. It was like like this. What was that stupid Netflix series? Like it was just nothing but a series of my burnt <laughs> tickets. <laughs> oh, I, I like, know for me though, like PTSD. Oh God, dude! That swing. I that forgot was how a, bad that was. That was a brutal. Bad. That was a brutal episode for me. Yeah. Well, so I had I had Willie Z. I didn't have Mito. I know you're a big Mito guy, um, but I had Willie Z, and that was just as bad. I was like, oh fuck, I forgot about this. And like, dude, at least three of the episodes, I had a burnt ticket on. I was like, oh, this is fun. This is fun to relive. This is awesome. <laughs> um, what you What you think of Kill when you played it? Because I was up there for. Uh, the major. I was up there for the PGA. It looked really mean. So you played with with BK, Andy, and who, who else you played with? Just three of us. Uh, yeah, just okay. three of us. Um, toughest course I've ever played. Because his back, his back hurt. Was it? Uh, he was on, he was on kid duty, I, I believe. I know um, he was. <laughs> but uh, he gave us some good recommend. We played another uh, course, Greystone, a public course nearby. The next day, he gave a nice recommendation for that. That place was a lot more. Forgiving, friendly, <laughs> a lot more player friendly. Um, Oak Hill is for sure the hardest course I've ever played. It is like I played Beth Page Black a few times, and it's just 
it just a hard like for every everything that's hard about Beth Page is just like up a notch at right uh, at Oak Hill and the the greens they tucked every pin like I they the the crew had a bad morning and they were like <laughs> fuck the world <laughs> nobody's guys. making pars today um, they that's just awesome. tucked everything on a shelf and there's like different tiers to these oh, greens. Yeah, yeah. There's these tight runoffs where if you hit the front of the green, it comes back at you and then it funnels into oh, yeah. like a, a nasty little like trample lie. Um, yeah. I will say I had, I was battling a slice all day. I am temporarily fixed since. Don't then. say that out loud either. Knock on wood. Temporarily. <laughs> um, as of like the most recent round of golf I played, I drove it well. So I, I no longer have a slice anymore for the rest of my career. Um, but oh, love it when you fix it. Like yeah, that. it's done. Um, for some reason, I just was getting away with slicing it on every hole on the back nine, and I would like hit it into the trees and have a great alley into the green. So beautiful thing. Um, recovered okay, but uh, it was it was a glorious test, and I'm glad. I bet. Glad we must have just been fun to play too. Yeah. Oh, and I got um, I got Connorsed and Hovlanded by the uh, by the, the fairway bunker. Shot it right into the face, and I went into that round. I was like, "Well, the one thing I'm not gonna do is fuck that part up." And then I can leave and be like, "I'm better than the pros because I got out of a fairway bunker." Yeah. And it yeah, literally wrong. the exact same thing happened to me. So, wrong. <laughs> are you now? So Andy's Andy's long. Are you as long as Andy is? Um, there was probably two holes that I outdrove Andy, and probably like 14 holes where Andy outdrove me. Yeah, he's fucking long. <laughs> yeah, Andy is Andy is a player, and he is he is going to do his best to advance in the in the member member uh, qualifier <laughs> that they have going in a couple weeks. So I'm, I'm sure, pulling I'm, for him. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. <laughs> all right, John, tell everybody, uh, tell everybody where all your shit is. Uh, the lines, uh, PGA Tout. What else you got? Anything? Yeah, find me on X at PGA Tout. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'll plug my Venmo Twitter so you can buy me. <laughs> I'll plug my Venmo on Twitter this week so you can buy me a drink in Montreal at my bachelor party. And uh, before nice. I'm, I'm a drunk mess for the rest of this week. Oh, beware of my preview on uh, the BMW next week because I will not forge coherent sentences for that. And that will be a late Monday post. Um, but until no then, <laughs> no shot. <laughs> yeah, forewarning. Don't expect it on Sunday. And whatever you get on Monday, you're probably not going to be super happy with it. Thankfully, I only have to cap it for 50 players. So I think I can get through that. Um, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, thelines.com, you can find all of my written work, my preview articles, uh, all that good stuff. And we'll have a preview video up tomorrow morning. Do like to call it a preview video because they've recorded it. So we'll have a, a, a betting primer video, we'll call it. There you go. Um. Yeah. For <laughs> for the Saint Jude, but always great catching up with you. Thank you. Yeah, man. As always, always for the invite. Yeah, man. Always. All right. So you guys know you can find me, uh, Boston underscore Capper on uh, X, Twitter, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. Seriously. Uh, John's article and Steve's article are the only two preview articles I read all fucking week. Uh, and so uh, yeah, go check this shit out, man. Solid dude. Thank you as always. And uh. I'll be back next week. I think Steve's back next week for the BMW. Not sure, but if not, let's uh let's break them fucking books this week, boys, for more the best stuff. Oh.